Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So I'm going to start on kind of a somber note for a minute, and that is someday each of us are going to die, right? We're each going to die. I know that's a really happy way to start a podcast that you and I are recording on a (laughs) Friday, Um, but that is just the way the world works, and that is what this podcast is called. So why do I say this? It's because today I want to talk about something called a legacy and, you know, what are they and what kind of legacy we want to leave behind. So for starters, I'll just kind of define that word. So a legacy is like the mark you leave on the world, right? And how you will be remembered after you're gone. And it's easy, I think, to recognize legacies like famous or historical figures because that's just those people make the history books or we still watch their movies today. And so those are things I think are a little bit more obvious to see. Um, but we all leave a legacy behind, you know, even if it's just to our families or communities. And this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, and I, I, I'm actually trying to figure out why. I don't know why I did have, you know, sometimes you have friends and family who are diagnosed with things like cancer or diseases and you start really thinking about like, okay, what happens when that part of our life does happen? So as a writer, I think it's really cool because I think the legacy I leave behind is a little more apparent than maybe some other people because yeah. my writing is my legacy. Right. And I've written hundreds of articles over the years that will live on as long as the internet doesn't disappear. And I don't see that <laughs> happening, but you know what? Stranger things have happened. So who knows? Um, but those will live on, you know, after I, after I die, there will be search terms that people will search and an article I wrote back in, you know, whenever will come up. I know sometimes that happens to me where I'll Google, I'll try to be learning about something and I'll Google like an economic term. And like an article from like 2000 or like the 90s written by like Ron Paul or something will come up. And I'm always like, oh, that's cool. So, you know, that's that's something that that I think is pretty wonderful. I like that that's something I get to I get to leave behind. So, Connor, I'm curious, what's something that you're proud to leave behind as your legacy? Well, like you, I feel like writing uh, I <laughs> is a, a big part of that because I've, I've often felt guilty that I don't do a better job writing in my journal and kind of documenting my life. I, for the past couple of years, I've been really consistent about writing uh, in it every Sunday, just one page. I just said, I'm just going to write one so page you do one, a once Sunday, a week. once a week. Yep. Keep it, uh, keep it short, keep it easy. But I, I have a hard time. Uh, I have a hard time writing in secret when no one else is, you know, seeing it, but maybe decades from now, someone, my posterity will read it. Whereas if I write right now for millions of people and spread these ideas, not only am I benefiting people now, but then my posterity and others in the future will benefit. So I agree with you that writing is a big thing. Another thing that I think uh, of legacy for me is our work that we do with legal reform, trying to change laws, because like, let's, let's imagine, you know, I don't have to imagine I've got examples, but just to speak generally, uh, let's say we, change a law that removes this this barrier, this law that was preventing someone from operating the business they want. So we get that change happen. And then this person is able to go launch their business. And then it's a success. And they're generating wealth for their family, jobs for their community. They're giving back to charity. They're you know passing on knowledge to their children and money and everything else. And, and we've created a huge impact just as a result of that legal change. Oftentimes that guy who launches that company will have no clue who we are. He'll have no idea what it took to get that law changed, but he benefits from it. 
and uh, and and he's glad without perhaps even really realizing it that he's able to go you know set up that business free from those roadblocks. So that's another part of legacy for me is try and actually make an impact in people's lives in, in a really material way like that. I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot and ask you another question because I think this is an important one that I can't speak to, but um, how has being a parent impact, you know, the legacy that you're going to leave behind? Yeah. Well, I, all the parents listening, I'm, I'm sure can relate to this. Uh, for me, it's, it's, you know, my two, I have two kids. They're currently 14 and 12 which is fun. The other day, I, I we were watching some of the early Tuttle Twins videos that we created with them years ago, and they look so tiny, and their voices are so high, you know, high pitched, and it's it's always fun to go back and look at that stuff. But now they're fourteen and twelve, and and I've been thinking, my gosh, they're going to be out of the house soon. And I know everyone says that all the time, right? The years go by, and blah blah blah, and yet here I am, and it's happening, and. And so I think about, like you said at the beginning, uh, we all have a conclusion here in this life. And for some of us, it's sooner than others. And I want my children to be set up for success. I want them to be independent. I want them to be critical thinkers. I want them to be creative problem solvers. I want them to contribute to their community. I want them to think about their legacy, what what they what impact they want to have on others, who they want to serve, whose lives they want to create value for and bless. And um, and so it helps me, you know, not that I'm perfect at it by any means, but but trying to think through how what can I teach them now or what experiences can I give them now that will set them up for long-term success. And that it takes a lot of work because just speaking honestly. For my own situation, I get so laser focused on my work, which I don't even really consider work. I consider it more a mission. And I get so focused on it that occasionally I have to like pause and be like, okay, hey, time to think, you know, just about my wife or just about the kids, our family. And let's focus there for a minute because I can kind of go down the, this other path. So for those of us who have jobs and busy lives, it's really important, I think, to dedicate that time and attention to our families because pretty soon things will be wrapped up and we'll, we'll have, you know, wished for more time. We'll have wished for more, you know, whatever. So it's better to try and focus on that now, I think. No, I think that's great. Um, one thing, so in, in my life, I get to work with a lot of just everyday people who get abused by government and they use the courts to fight back. They, they sue the courts and try to get, you know, for their individual rights to be respected. And one of the coolest parts about my job is I get to tell their stories. And most of the time, every time I talk to somebody and I ask why they're doing this, because fighting back against the government is not is not a, a simple task. And for many of these people, court cases takes, take years and years. In fact, sometimes they can take 12 years, one of our cases took. So this is a big wow. sacrifice. And every time I ask them, why do you do this? Like, this seems like it's so hard. Why would you just keep, why would you keep fighting? And they always say, you know, it's not about me. It's about the next guy that this could happen to. It's about leaving this legacy of, of not, you know, of standing up when something is wrong and, and hoping that others do the same. And, and that always really inspires me. But in particular, we had this one guy. He calls himself like a mountain man. He lives in Montana. And he was, he was uh, fighting back against um, the government kind of using his land without asking and letting the public use his land without asking. Um, and he came into my office in D.C. And we were talking to him. And he said he, he was his name was on a Supreme Court case. The Supreme Court cases are named after the last names of the people who sue literally or like an organization. Um, and so 
he came and he said, I am blown away. He's like, I'm just some guy in Montana. And here my name is now on a Supreme Court case that people for, you know, throughout all of American history are going to look at and they're going to see this name and that's my name. And he never thought that would happen to him. And so I was almost getting teary eyed as he's telling us this because it was just really cool because here you have somebody who isn't, you know, working for a think tanker, you know, nonprofit like you and you and I do, Connor, and trying to actively change the laws. He was just a guy who saw that something was wrong. He didn't want his property to be trampled on. And now he's leaving behind this legacy that's going to help other people. And so that oh. was really cool to me to see the power that, you know, that this idea of a legacy has. And it also reminded me that you don't have to be famous. You don't have to even like you and I were activists for a while. You don't have to be an activist. Sometimes legacies aren't these big major things, right? Sometimes a, a legacy you could leave behind is just being kind and being, you know, an honest person and somebody with integrity. I don't know about you, Connor, but people like that that I meet always stick out in my mind long after I meet them. I don't know if, if you feel the same. Because it it's, feels like sometimes uh, it, there's not a lot of those people. Yeah, and and uh, one of the challenges that I face along these lines um, is that sometimes I feel like people, like I do a lot of speaking and meeting people at, at events and things, and I feel like sometimes people treat me like I'm this special person. Oh my gosh, you know, he's written all these books or done all this stuff. And, and I always try and take the opportunity when I encounter that line of thinking or when I feel like people are treating me that way to tell them I used to design websites for a living. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I have no formal training in this. I have, I'm not a lawyer. I have no economics background. I'm not a historian. Uh, and yet I'm engaged in all this stuff just because I kind of determined that that's where I wanted to apply my time. And it's what I want to work with. I, I had no special credentials. I had no, you know, family, uh, kind of legacy in this that, you know, I learned from parents or others. I just had to figure it out on my own. I, I, I literally was just a dude that built websites that first was an activist, as you point out, pointed out, and then later, you know, became more uh, working on what we are now. So I, I share that with these people and also with you and our audience here to remind us that it only takes one person and anyone, anyone can stand up within their sphere of influence. And maybe that sphere is small or maybe it's large. And if it's small, it'll probably get bigger over time, but we can all stand up in a sit down world, right? We, we can all say, this is important to me. And I want to be known as someone who stood on the side of truth. And, and maybe the only people who listen are your 43 followers on Instagram or, you know, your, your, uh, you know, 100 subscribers on YouTube or whatever. But sometimes it only takes one person. I, uh, I was invited, Brittany, recently to write a, a kind of a chapter in this book uh, that someone put together called Libertarian Autobiographies, and there's dozens of people in there, and and uh, so each of us were kind of writing our own little like single chapter of just a tiny little snapshot of who we each are, and my chapter focused on this idea where uh, for you and I, Ron Paul was kind of a big influence in what we now believe and and do, and. I remember when Ron Paul's 2012 presidential race was coming to a close, all these young people, including you and I, were you know, supporting him and jazzed and end the Fed and, and everything else. And uh, as, the, as the revolution you know, uh, subsided, as it was winding down, one of the big questions that Dr. Paul got was, what's next? Right? What, what do we do now? And 
early on, Brittany, when we interviewed Dr. Paul on this podcast, oh, that's right. I, I brought this, this up to him. I reminded him, I said, you know, uh, when you, when you were winding down your campaign, a lot of people were asking this and you told them, I don't know. And, and, and I said, I said, why did you say that? And his response to us on the podcast was, you know, Connor, I never would have thought to tell anybody to write children's books that teach the ideas of liberty. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, you and Elijah thought of that. And so he wasn't trying to centrally plan his legacy or the revolution. He was trying to plant a ton of seeds. And, and so here's, here's Ron Paul, never, you know, was elected to president, uh, impacted a bunch of people. But let's say, let's say he didn't impact you, Brittany, and he didn't impact anybody else. And it was just this guy, Connor Boyack, who, you know, was inspired by Ron Paul and just one person. Ron might look at that like anyone would and be like, oh, that's a bummer. You know, only, only one person was positively impacted from my work. And yet me with Elijah and our whole team have been able to go on to plant seeds in the minds of millions of kids. And, and who's the one, who's the future Ron Paul that if we reach them now with these ideas, they will kind of stay on this path for years to come and later become this amazing leader to help fight for freedom. But if we don't reach them now, right, you know, maybe they'll go on some other trajectory and we'll have kind of lost that potential. So I, I think a lot about how our legacy, so often we get obsessed over, you know, big legacy, big impact, big influence. And that's fine. I mean, I, I do that too. I want to have those things. But I think it's important for us to remember that ultimately all it sometimes takes is one, like a single person that, that if you just have an impact on a small number of people, even if it's your own kids, like you were talking about earlier, right, that still matters. And that still has a huge domino effect in the future. So I think we all within those spheres of influence, whether it's our own family, our neighborhood, our community, our church, whatever, uh, we, we just need to be more of a change maker and build that influence that can have a huge, huge downstream impact. I think it's absolutely right. And again, this is this is, I don't think we should live our lives thinking of the fact that we're going to die, right? Because everyone's going to die someday. But I do think it's something to keep in mind, you know, like what what kind of legacy you want to leave behind and, and what kind of person you want to be. So this is a topic that was really important to me. So I thought I wanted to share it with you guys. Well, I, I think it is good to think through, especially for the parents. Uh, my mom my mom is an estate planning attorney, so oh. which means that she <laughs> that does, is her that uh, is her a lot of her day to day then, isn't it? Right. Yeah. She does like wills and trusts and things, which is basically what happens to all your stuff when you die. And so it's been interesting to be raised by someone who who works in this situation. It it led me to kind of I think reflect a little bit more about what I want to do now in my life, knowing that that day will eventually come, as it will for all of us. So maybe this will spark some more meaningful discussion in your families. Some families have a family motto, a family mission, family traditions. You know, something to be more intentional and uh, create the type of lives that we want to leave as a legacy. So hopefully it's been a great topic for you guys to dwell on. You can talk about it together as a family. Brittany, great chatting as always. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.